This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. Dallas Braden reporting live from A's fantasy camp on a toilet. <laughs> what a... <laughs> uh, who have... Uh, first of all, what are, you, what are you wearing? Who have been the biggest stars to arrive? Uh, well, let me tell you, uh, upon first entry, my favorite part of this fantasy camp shit that I do, uh, watching Dave Stewart and Terry Steinbach go at it because Steiny yesterday walked into the coach's room and not a hi, hello, how you doing? Just this motherfucker. Let me tell you right now. And Stu started to talk, right? Started to say something to Steiny and Steiny just like, you shut the fuck up. See, if you'd have just listened to me the entire time, it'd have been 26 years in a row. Blah, blah, blah. Just fucking, the banter is just epic. Just epic. So listening to those guys rip each other is so much fun. So much fun. You, you'd think that like Dallas Braden, former A's starting pitcher who threw a perfect game showing up to A's fantasy camp, that your moment of glory would be on the mound. I would imagine it's, it's you getting A-Bs. At this point in your career, this point in your life, that you your time to shine is in the batter's box. Is that correct? Uh, that's absolutely correct. We were talking about it, how, and they were kind of wearing me out because the first fantasy camp I did, Stu and all the other old pitchers like Mike Moore, guys like that, were like, hey, all right, go get him, lefty. You know, Get the first two innings under your belt and, and keep going. We'll switch or whatever. And I had two innings. All right, go, hey, go get him another third inning. Hey, one more fourth inning. Stu's... Stu left, he'll be back. Go out there for another one. Fifth in. I pitched 10 fucking innings my Whoa. first fantasy camp. They absolutely <laughs> crushed me. I couldn't fucking walk for the next seven days. Could not move for the next seven days. Do you think that that and, was rookie hazing? Uh, a thousand percent. <laughs> one thousand percent. Because at any point in time, there was going to be somebody come in to uh, relieve me nobody, nobody was even near a bullpen, had a ball in their hand. Anybody that could have pitched was out of the fucking, out of the ballpark. They're gone. It was just me. That's it. <laughs> I'm surprised. That's, that's surprising coming from you to not be like, hey, like I, like I have children. I can't, I, I, I would like to be able to hug my daughter at some point. So uh, I, yeah, I, can't, I can't really come back out for the 11th. Yeah, no, it, it was, and, and I'm not kidding you when I tell you, I, there was no chance. Like, it, I was lucky that my wife was pregnant with our first child, and I didn't actually have our first child yet because I was useless. Packing mm. the car and loading shit up the next morning, I couldn't do it. I could not. Mm. I was with my fucking one right arm and a bad, like, lower leg trying to help my wife load shit up, just not, not possible. So, yeah, now it's all about the ABs because all week long, 
<laughs> and what we do is we try to make sure that we strategically face the guys that we have just ridden the most, right? All week long. That way, me telling them what I'm going to do to them all week long actually <laughs> comes true at the end of the week. <laughs> and I feel like a superhero. They feel like the average Joe, and it's a win-win for everybody. Didn't didn't Randy Johnson show up to A's fantasy camp last year or the year before? No. Um, Jamie Moyer was at uh, fantasy camp two years or two, are you yeah. sure i i i no you 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 continue to mix randy johnson showing up in spring training to talk to aj puck with randy johnson uh, showing up in fantasy, fantasy camp. camp yeah okay That's i got like a go. third, <laughs> third what is done. fantasy camp who shows up to that this is a bunch of like old guys like who's the who are you playing oh we got like there's there's 25 year olds here 30 year olds here there's a, I have a uh, 62-year-old woman on my team. Right? Oh. What, they uh, all stay, and they all stay in like the dorms? They all, they all stay at a hotel. No, they stay at a hotel. They got their own rooms. Dorm. Yeah. They have like baseball pants on and they just get ready to. Oh, buddy, this is full. So like as we speak right now, it's 619 a.m. here in Arizona. The first shuttle to the field has already left so oh. that these folks can get treatment from a big league training staff so they can jump <laughs> so they can jump in the the whirlpool the hot tub right and and get their bodies ready and you have full access to all of the amenities that a big leaguer would right now so that's what this camp is about is you know we've got a I, i've also i've got a father-son uh trio two boys and their dad on my team i've got a father-daughter trio uh or father-daughter combo on my team uh, they split time as catchers. So it, it's for anybody. We've had bachelor parties come out there. Like it is legitimately one of the funnest things I've ever done in my life. How's that like, work? Is it like every, every team has a former player captain? Like how many former players are on your team? Yeah. So this year it was a little different because we had a coach. It sounds like an ad for A's fantasy camp. I'm genuinely just curious. They're not paying us for this. No, they're not. They're absolutely not. <laughs> uh, it, it is just, it's typically two players together. So me and Bobby Crosby have been our, like a coaching duo the past. Oh, Bones. Yeah. Oh, Bones. The past, <laughs> the past four years. Um, so <clears throat> like it's, uh, it's what Terry Steinbach and Carney Lansford are together dave stewart and eric young are together uh this year tommy everage the a's hitting coach a uh, former teammate of mine and bobby crosby their teammates because everage is a first-year coach so i'm by myself this year but uh it, it's it's just so much fun dude watching these folks go out there and get after it day one which was yesterday and now today i promise you today I'm going to have five people come up to me and give me the old fucking shoulder roll and the mm, old squint yeah. in the eye. Like, ah, hey, I don't, you know, today it was, and I'm going to go, no, it's fine. You're still pitching. Yeah. You're still going out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. How much is Ace Fantasy Camp? Uh, I want to say it's like five grand. Nice. Imagine paying five grand to need <laughs> Tommy John surgery. Just going up 6 a.m. Hey. training yes. your ass off. Dude, <laughs> yeah. yesterday we're in the bullpen me and Stu, you know we're, we're in the bullpen for our station uh because they do like talent evaluation or whatever and i'm sitting i'm catching and right next to me a camper is catching and all of a sudden i just hear a like a smack just a straight hard ass just and i look over 
and the dude next to me is like falling down. And I fucking drop my glove, catch him. He wore a fucking fastball from somebody three mounds over. No. Just the worst crossfire I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. It's like it'd be tantamount to you on the driving range and smoking the guy right next to you with a ball you just hit off your club. But maybe not even right next to you, like seven people down. Like, how did that even fucking happen? And this guy just wore one right in the face. Boom. Down. And this is the kind of people that are here, Jared, is this dude went to the dentist, had his grill rearranged and replanted into his upper fucking jawbone and came back to get his last two ABs in. That guy's from Oakland. For yeah. Sure. And you <laughs> came from Oakland. You know the A's aren't paying for that shit, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it was really A's fantasy camp and you had access to all these like medical professionals, they would have taken care of that. But if you really played for the Oakland A's, they would have told you to go fix that shit yourself. <laughs> it's a uh, it's so, yeah, the, 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 the camp got started off on on a great foot. Speaking of great foot, I don't want to take too much more time of this, but uh, I asked you who the pre post game show host is for the Red Sox. Yeah. And you said Tom Karen. And mm-hmm. I said, could you imagine if Tom Karen over the last three years had mm-hmm. told you just how great he was going to be at fantasy camp, knowing that Tom Karen hadn't touched a baseball at a competitive level since high school. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Karen went out day one after the last three years of telling you how great he was going to be and blew out day one. Mm-hmm. First pitch he saw, first swing he took, first ball put into play. He blew out. Well, that's what young Brody Brazil did for the Oakland A's. His our pre post. Is that his guy, real name? Like that oh, sounds like a porn name. No, that's not a, that's not an OnlyFans name. It's Brody mm. Brazil. Brody for Brazil. Sure. Brody Brazil on the main stage, <laughs> yeah. ladies. Chandelier will be on the side stage. Please tip your waitresses. Brody Brazil to the main stage. <laughs> that, that's his real name. <laughs> that's his real name. That's unbelievable. Good yeah, he him. does pre post for the A's and the and the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, but all we heard for fucking three years was how great, how great this display of athleticism was going to be only for him to hit a 69 hopper up the middle. And this is the best part about the whole story is he's on Carney Lansford's team, Carney Lansford, Terry Steinbach. Those are his dudes, like his childhood guys. Right. So he's telling me this story, very heartfelt, like he's serious about this and I'm airing him out right now about it. It's great. Uh, he's like, dude. I'm so pumped, man. Carney, you know, he's walking past me behind home plate, just, you know, gives me a little tap on the shoulder and says, hey, come see me down at first, kid. And and Brody's like, he's like, I was so fired up. He said, I, I, I said to him, oh, I'll wave at you on my way to second. And, and, and he's like, and then I hit the ball and, and it was up the middle and I thought I had it, but the shortstop got to it and, and I saw him bobble at Dallas. And then he like grabs my arm and he's like, and that's when I kicked it in. That's when I dug in and, and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> and then that's when he's like, but my hamstring, I just felt it pop. And, I've, you know, I I've, I've felt this before. I've had it before. <laughs> and I'm just listening to him tell the story. But Brody, you fucking blew out two steps into your first at bat. There's no way to church this up. No, <clears throat> no, that's uh, that's a shame. That's a shame to hear because I, I mean, I feel like I could really get behind this Brody Brazil guy. Like I feel yeah. like he. there's a lot of me in Brody and I, uh, well, you guys, you guys would see conditioned. Yeah. You guys would see eye to eye on a lot of things. What is he like? Six, one. 
<laughs> well, I, I, I didn't. I don't know why you went with a height reference there. I just felt like you guys. I just. Probably, I feel like that's probably where you were going with that. Uh, 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 no, no, just, just you know, you guys would probably find some some common ground. A lot of a lot of common ground as Joey looks up how tall Brody Brazil is. <laughs> <laughs> Brody Brazil. He's worth $5 million. I know oh, that. That's a fact. Yeah. Okay. It's more than Jared. It's more than Jared. Oh, no. 79 million. If you Google my net worth, it says 79 million. Well, he's 5'7". Oh, my God. <laughs> he comes up to my belly button. Yeah, like I said, I just feel like you guys would have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, we're both rich dudes who fucking hit rockets. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brody, not, not so much. <laughs> not so much. Yeah, he... I mean, it's not his fault that he got hurt. He probably just didn't have the, no. It's he, it's, had, he he had the A's training staff getting him ready for the game. It's a hundred percent his fault that he got hurt. And here's, here's <laughs> it's a hundred percent his fault. Here's, here's one of the greatest parts about it is we got a guy here, uh, Stephen Douglas. I love Dougie so much, and Dougie has done a great job of getting himself in shape for fantasy camp, and he considers himself a vet, which he should because he is. And it's great to see. You know, these just unathletic, unskilled athletes talk to each other about how they need to go about it. And Dougie just put his arm around him early on and was like, Brody, this is what you got to do, man. You don't come out of the gate hot. You don't try to beat out that ground ball. Don't do it. Because if you do it, you're going to end up hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. And Brody's like soaking all this in. right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then fucking fast forward, day one, bang, hammy, done. I kind of want to do A's fantasy camp next year, just plan in advance to do A's fantasy camp, but I would haggle and it's like, oh, it's $5,000 to do A's fantasy camp. I'd be like, how about 1300 And they'd be like, deal. Well, I, you know, I'm sure there's some wiggle room. If you, you know, some concessions can be made, some, some give and take, you know, yeah. there's, there's a platform potential. Yeah. 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 I want to do fully mic'd up. That video that we did at the uh, California Strong uh, softball game mm-hmm. where we were mic'd up. That was some of the best content that we ever made. It was great. It was great. We need to be doing more, especially we did the. Uh, okay, we were all right. Yeah, we the uh, um the Jack White <clears throat> baseball game. We were mic'd up for that. Yes, yes we were we mic'd are. up, but we had we had one fucking uh, camera person. Yeah, like, we need to. Ha- we need to be. Like every time that me and Dallas have been playing in a game where we've been mic'd up, we've had one camera person. How does that make sense? There should be a camera on both of us, and then we cut to whoever. Like Just the talk. fact that we don't have video of me throwing to third base on the fly from the warning track in right field is oh, fuck. criminal. <laughs> criminal. Criminal, Dallas. I don't, I don't know if it was the warning track, but it was. Yeah, it was. I was basically on the other side of the fucking fence. That was criminal that we don't have that. Out of all, I mean, obviously, I, you don't. This is not going to come as a surprise to you, but any time that we've done content where we're playing baseball or softball or wiffle ball, and obviously, I just like dominate and do do things that uh, even professional athletes themselves can't do. I rewatch that stuff all the time. Could you imagine if I had the video of me throwing on the fly from the right field warning track to third base on the fly and hitting the third baseman in the chest? Yeah, you on a be, ball that was maybe five feet off the ground the entire time. You'd be editing that film over the Raul Mondesi throw, over the Roberto Clemente throw, 
over the fucking Gian throw. Like it would just be your face on all these fucking throws. Did you say Raul Mondesi instead of Vladdy? Uh, well, I mean, I just started to name off ridiculous throws. I was probably going to no. get to Vladdy eventually. Cespedes, Cespedes as a left fielder, but yeah, he, he I was like, I'm like a, there. I'm like a, I'm a right field version of Yoannis uh, Cespedes. Like a uh, borderline liability, but should you be able to get to it? Like there could be some fireworks. I'm probably not going to catch it, but when I pick it up, you better not fucking run on me. Says we got. I love that dude. <laughs> yeah, like we played. I went to uh, I went to Dallas's like local softball game, and I hadn't tracked a ball in a long time. <laughs> At that point, so I'm out there in right field, as I've Jesus. been known to do. As I've been known to do, I'm standing out there in right field. Night game, night game. Now imagine uh, the field that Dallas Braden plays. His his you know softball whatever his bullshit league softball probably doesn't have the best lighting right so, so I'm standing out there and uh, haven't seen a ball off the bat in quite some time <laughs> and, uh, and uh, there's there's a lefty up so I'm like all right just be ready for it be ready for it it's coming your way maybe and this dude barrels the ball I'm looking at it and I'm like oh this is coming right to me and then it just I can hear it like sizzling by me and i just go oh fuck and everyone <laughs> everyone on the field i can hear them laughing as i'm running to the fence to to go get this ball which is i mean if you they they say that center field is the most difficult position because there's like the balls are going to be hit right at you those are the most difficult balls to to be able to track is the ones that are hit right at you do i have to come in am i in the right spot do i have to go back very difficult. Like when you're watching a baseball game on TV and you're watching your favorite team, I still because not because of that play, but be, I guess more so because of that play. Uh, I, like I get anxiety anytime yeah. a ball is put in the air because I'm like, <clears throat> I feel like as a fan, we don't have enough or uh, appreciation at all for how <laughs> difficult it can be to track a ball in the air that is hit right at you. It's Jared, very fucking hard. Jared, here's my my seven teammates from that wiffle ball game laughing in his head anytime a fly ball goes up in the air. Yeah. I don't, I don't want that guy to relive what I relive. I don't remember it being that hard in, in high school. Like in high school, <laughs> I, I've I, not one time did I ever have a ball hit uh, over my head that I thought was in front of me or I thought it was at me and it ended up being way over my head. Like there was some sort of, there was fuckery going on in, in the, in the Stockton, in the Stockton sky that night. Yeah. It Simi Valley, but yes, close enough. Yeah. It might as well have been Stockton <laughs> with the way that they kept that field and the lights and all that. Well kept. Well kept. It's just, yeah. you know, just small adjustments you, you need to be able to make. But that was one of the funnier things that I've seen you do because it was a it was a genuine like, moment. Oh, it was a very <laughs> it was a genuine, genuine moment and, of and panic. Then, and, then, and then the run out to the ball. Right. Because and like how our team plays, like if it's at you, then you go get it. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the no one was left, backing me up. The girl to your right. They're not going to be backing you up. No. So you're no. on an island out there. So now everybody's no. watching you run out after this ball. Oh, man. It's PTSD. a lovely feeling. PTSD from my childhood of like playing on those shitty baseball fields where it was basically like, yes, it was grass, but it was really concrete. So there's a ball 
that's hitting your general direction. Like there's a chance and it's kind of like AstroTurf. There's a chance a it runner. just fucking bounces right over yep. your head. That's a um, And then the, the fences that never were. Like if a ball, there were plenty of fields that I played on as a kid where there's just no fence. So it's like that ball gets by you inside the park home run. Like you are running to the next field where there's, there's someone else playing baseball over here and you got to chase that down to, to shortstop on the, on the other field. <laughs> that was not a good time. That, you know what? Now that I think about that, that's something that I was very blessed with throughout my entire fences? childhood, adolescence. Yes. Fences like playing. I only played on one field and it was when I was 13, 14 and 15, but there was only one field during that three year period that still didn't have a fence that we played on. It had a right field fence, but it didn't have center field or left field. So the majority of the baseball that I played as a kid was on fields with fences, which yeah, is because all those fields in Stockton are right next to jails, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just not accurate. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's a good point. It's true. <laughs> it is true. But you tell me they're putting outfield walls up like they put walls up for a salmon run, just trying to slow us down so we can't get to where we need to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's I mean, what it is. Be some validity to that. Yeah. Joe, if we played in a, a charity game or something like that, uh, what, what position are you, uh, are you telling Skip that you're, you're trotting out there for? Short. Uh, Short stop. <clears throat> Yeah, I'd be the captain, so I'd have to play short. I Joe, like we've already got one of those. I yeah, we have we have a left-handed shortstop. Okay, the name well, of Dallas Braden. I'm a, I'm a gold glove, him. gold glove defender, Joe. I'll talk. To he's, not, he's not. He's not. He's it, not. It's. Uh, I think they they took down all of our videos at the old place, but I uh, uploaded highlights from the um, California Strong softball game on my TikTok. That video still lives there. You go watch Dallas just absolutely butcher it at shortstop for for nine innings. It was it was bad. It was one I mean, of the more no. uh, disgusting performances I've ever seen. I tell you why. Tell you why? Because that slap dick Rob Lowe over at first base didn't yeah. want to come off the bag. Didn't want to. I mean, I got it. a lot of love for Rob, a ton of love, yeah. especially for his spirit and, and his willingness to to just support leagues overall and not really get to, <laughs> yeah. to the bushes on having a favorite team. Like he's just a lead guy and I'm fucking here for that. So I, I would really guy. have been here for Rob Lowe getting his ass off the bag and digging a fucking ball out one time. That would have been great, but that didn't yeah. happen. So instead I had to run down Jared's fucking idol MGK, tag him out barehanded, complete the double play on my own. Fine. Yeah. Colson. We love Colson Baker. The, yeah. MVP of the celebrity <laughs> softball game at the 2019 uh, Major League Baseball All Star Game in Cleveland, who right. who was hit a hit a walk off inside the park home run on shrooms or no, was it acid? He was uh, he was under the influence of of drugs that are not legal in this country. Well, shrooms are legal. Are they? <laughs> yeah, in Cleveland. <laughs> no, I don't know about Cleveland. You said country. Where are they legal? <laughs> They're not They're legal, legal in the country. Yeah, well, buddy, you've been to Oakland, California? Street legal. I'm yeah. talking federally, bro. You can shoot people well, in Oakland. There's nothing that's federally legal, really, in our <laughs> country when you think about it. But there's, yeah, as far as uh, consumption goes, yeah. Like, I can go to my farmer's market and just get a quarter of shrooms if I can. Let's go, bro. What? Yeah. No wonder why you guys can't build a new stadium. Everyone's high on shrooms. 
You know, that's how you come up with these fantastical buddy. How do you think you come up with a fucking gondola at your ballpark? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> they have a fucking water slide to get to the on deck circle. At the yeah. New Oakland <laughs> that's a baseball stadium. Psilocybin, baby. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, like, dude, they should start having selling shrooms at the Coliseum. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm like, they've been probably selling shrooms. They call a them for decades, dude. Yeah, it's it's true. probably the easiest place to buy shrooms in the country. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, and I'm, I'm not, this is completely separate from any sort of baseball. The, the Oakland Coliseum mm. is an ideal place to do business. If you are of the nefarious crowd who might mm. be dealing in shady business practices. That's a wonderful place because it's almost like you got built-in security for you should shit really go south. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a great meetup place. There's multiple levels. Here. Like nobody's watching. Everybody's a customer. It's, <laughs> it's a great place to be. Well, I've seen people have sex there. So yeah. yep. There, there's far more nefarious acts that could take place. I've watched animals have sex there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right under my car. Possums? Uh, cats. Nice cats. Yep. One of the funniest things I found in my research for the Oakland A's video that didn't make the video was like the uh the letter the team wrote to the city to try to improve the stadium, and they just like this one guy keeps breaking into the stadium and just is cleaning out the snack bar, and they had a picture of him just sitting on the ground, just chilling, dude. Snacks at like one a.m. I'm like that guy is the man every night that guy is the man put put it like this man some of the greatest stories that that i hear when all the uh older guys get together and all the older guys from that area so like shooty babbitt a guy that i'm doing the fantasy camp with right now um but him and dave stewart right these guys grew up together uh bip roberts they're all in the same area and Stu talks all the time about skipping school breaking into the coliseum so he could watch games and then them becoming friends with Reggie Jackson because Reggie was watching them break in to the Coliseum and helping him out, giving him rights home and shit. And like, just think about how fucking, how sweet that is. Like what a story that is, but that's the kind of shit that was happening at the Coliseum and has been happening at the Coliseum since the Coliseum got dropped into that city. Bro, that's what happened to MC Hammer. That's right. Yeah. MC, I mean, that's how MC Hammer got a fucking job as a bad boy. Come on. <laughs> he was the executive vice president, Dallas. <laughs> is MC Hammer still alive? Yeah. Yes. Is he? Uh, when's the last time? I mean, I feel like the A's had to have invited him back for a first pitch at some point recently. No, three years ago. Okay, so he's three still like and I was actually Oakland A's history. Oh, for sure. And I was actually going to be doing the interview with him, but I had a previous engagement that I had to do at the field, and I was like, shrooms. I was like. Oh. <laughs> So MC Hammer, like no offense to what I'm doing here right now, but MC Hammer is down and I was going to talk to him, but I can't because I'm doing this. Okay. All right. Cool. What was it? What was it? It was, it was like a, like a meet and greet, you know? No, no one, no one wants to meet you. You could have that's, definitely that's what I said. gone and, that's what, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Well, there's no one really there to meet you. The, the fans are at home. Uh, I was like, they're, yeah, they're I just FaceTime my grandma, you know, if that's what we got to do. Yeah. Just get MC Hammer on with Dallas Brain. I feel like that's that's a, that's a guess. I want MC Hammer on this podcast to talk about the Oakland A's. That's what I want. We could do that. I think I think that's a lot closer. A lot a lot uh <clears throat> yeah, a lot more realistic than than you think. Yeah. 
You know what else is a lot closer? Tell me. A major announcement. Major. A major announcement. But first. The NFL playoff picture is locked in. And my go-to place for wild card round action is the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, did the Cowboys make the playoffs, Dallas? Uh, you bet your sweet ass they did. Oh, After they got you. smacked by the Commanders. No oh, no offense. But, uh, whether we're no limping offense. in or not doesn't matter. We're in. Yeah. To kick off the road to Super Bowl Fifty Seven, new customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars in. Free bets instantly. Are you gonna are you gonna be throwing some money down on uh, on America's team, Dallas? Yeah. Who That's does it look? Do we know who their 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 first round opponent is? Uh, yeah, it's the um, uh, what you call it? The Bucks, uh, right? Fucking Bucks. Yeah, Tom Brady and the. Bucks. Oh, Tom Brady and the Bucks. How do you feel about that? <clears throat> I feel great about it because Tom Brady's old as fuck. Uh, yeah. We have one of the most prolific pass rushers in the game, future Hall of mm-hmm. Famer Micah Parsons, young lion. Uh, so between him and Demarcus on the ends, yeah, I, I I feel like it could be a long day for TB12, and uh, yeah. that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Okay. Plus, all new and existing customers. So this is you, Dallas. This isn't just for new customers. This is existing customers can get a no sweat bet each day. Of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice. And if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good. Why would you bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Mm-mm. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code Jared. That is J-A-R-E-D. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code Jared. Um, okay, so major, major announcement uh, in regards to the podcast. Baseball is dead. The announcement is that next week dun, dun, dun. we have an announcement. That's right. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There will be one. Mark it down. Next week's episode, we have a major announcement. But we wanted to announce that first uh, <laughs> to this prepare week. you. Yeah. Just to prepare you mentally. I mean, if. Yes, it's, it's something that uh, next week, when you hear that major announcement, it's going to. It's going to it's going to it's going to change the landscape. It is. Things are going to change. Things are going to change and uh, they may never be the same. That's what they're saying. <laughs> it. And the best part, I don't even think Joey uh, knows what the major announcement is. I have no idea what you're talking about. Joe has no clue. So he's with he's with you. He's with everybody he's with else. You guys, here. yeah, yeah. A man, of the people, new, new logo. He's he's been. It's been announced that there will be an announcement. He's ready for that. Are you ready? Are you ready, Joe? I already know what it is. You do. What is it? Um. Merch, dude. We got t-shirts coming out. Merch, dude. <laughs> Our merch is pretty sick. We do need new merch, though. 
I, I would I would like uh, I would like a hoodie. New microphones. Yeah. yeah, I want a fucking hoodie. Great point. I would like a hoodie. I would like, I'd a, like a hoodie. Sleeve. Yeah. I have like forty hats at my house. I don't wear hats. I wear hats. I don't have a hat either. All right, I'll I'll bring you a hat then. I got like six hats. I've always I've always thought it would be a great idea for a baseball podcast to have a baseball hat. That's always just been my thought, but maybe I'm maybe I'm in the minority there. Are you excited about the announcement? Uh, I am. I'm fairly excited about it. Uh, I am too. I thought you were. Uh, I thought you were talking about the announcement that the Minnesota Twins had made, but you weren't. Yeah, about that. Didn't we say last episode that the chances of Carlos Correa signing uh, between the conclusion of last episode and the start of this episode, it would it would be it would be done by then. Yes, I said I, <clears throat> I said one hundred percent guaranteed he will be signed. I said that that was going to happen with the New York Mets, and boy, mm. was I wrong mm. in that regard. But I did mm. tell you that the contract was going to look very different again and it does it looks very different and <clears throat> one of the things that i've been seeing and i've been hearing from folks is well how does one team so readily and so quickly pass him through a physical or approve of what they see while two other teams balked at it entirely and you can start with the longevity of the deal start there and that's where you're saying what the other teams saw <clears throat> might have been raising red flags beyond the point of the contract that the Minnesota Twins have offered him. So if you're running any sort of any sort of simulations or whatever, maybe this injury starts to really, you know, wreak some havoc year 7, year 8 in their <clears throat> you know, in their algorithm or whatever. And that's where they're thinking, this is where we're really going to have to start to pivot and really have to start to get creative with Carlos if he's still in the fold because of this potential injury. So they cut the fucking length of the contract literally in half. And that's what makes them okay with what they've got going on. And it's interesting. There's, a, there's the no trade, right? So he is committed here. And they are committed to him for at least six years for mm -hmm. at least six years so that's after how that free agency process wouldn't you be <clears throat> wouldn't i be what wouldn't you be like hey i don't want opt-outs like i i saw <laughs> what it's like out there and uh well, we that, love minnesota <laughs> <laughs> that's what's interesting about that approach is he's not getting any younger right so this was going to be the moment that the proverbial bag was going to have to be gotten and he got his bag, but it wasn't the bag that he was looking for originally. And that's kind of, that's kind of where folks, I think, started to get like, I don't want to say lost in the sauce on the deal, but we're definitely, definitely thinking, what the hell is going on? Why is this possible? How are the twins in this spot when the other two teams were a viable option and just said, no, thank you. Uh, I think the, uh, first of all, I, I got a kick out of him going back to the Minnesota twins. Second of all, we talked about this on uh name redacted, but it w it was probably Friday, Saturday, one of those days 
whenever I tweeted the video of uh, Carlos Correa taking batting practice at Fenway Park, so that night, it was over the weekend. It was within 24 to 48 hours after our last episode. Uh, it comes across my dashboard that the Mets had pulled the deal from their offer from Carlos Correa. And I, I, didn't, I didn't run with it. It was interesting. It was nice to know. But then what happened was, so I'm sitting on that and I'm getting like a couple text messages here and there from like friends, people like not in the industry, not in the business, not reporters, nothing being like, oh, so like it's off with Carlos Correa. And I was like, huh? Like, is, I was like, is that out there? And like, well, you know, it's just like a rumor, like the internet's kind of buzzing right now. And so, so now I'm throwing out feelers to other like reporters being like, Hey, have you heard that? Like, why hasn't this broken yet? Like people are talking about this. Like, why, why is this not out there, out there by someone like official? And so I've got, I've got a, a couple of reporters checking in with their sources, but before that had even happened, uh, they were hearing the same thing. So like, that wasn't like a, you know, the streets are talking type rumor. Like it, it had made it up to uh, some of the highest levels of, of baseball reporting. And then it comes back like it's the deal hasn't been taken off the table, but it is on life support. So as of like Friday, Saturday, it I at least had the understanding that it's not going to be the Mets. Um, so I, I, for one, was not shocked when it ended up being the twins because you had to like, the what was it like a couple weeks ago? I had the tweet. I don't even know. It's it's one of the most iconic scenes in probably film history. I don't even know what movie it's from. But the dude that's holding up the the radio over his head to get his girl back. Oh, uh, oh, fucking John Cusack. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like that. I was like that's the Minnesota Twins outside of Carlos Correa's window, and I just had a feeling all along that if like once it's almost like. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> you're like you're, you're dating a girl and you guys are like high school sweethearts. But then she gets really hot. Like after you start dating, you break up. She goes and gets dicked down by a couple of, you know, like the, the cool kids. And then she realizes, you know what? Maybe I didn't maybe I didn't want that popular guy dick after all. I wanted you. I want I just want that average yeah. <laughs> that average <laughs> mediocre dick and then she goes back to her her high school sweetheart the minnesota twins and that's that's what happened this offseason is just the the minnesota twins girlfriend just got absolutely railed uh and disposed of by Jesus. a couple of jocks in the in the in the locker room and they didn't they didn't want to date her they didn't want to marry her they just <laughs> they just wanted to you know get in get a win get out uh and and in the end she saw that she was like, I, I, I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of commitment. Uh, I'm worthy of forever. I'm worthy of I do. Uh, and after she saw that, after being treated like shit by a couple of guys that just wanted to fuck, then she went back to her high school sweetheart, the Minnesota Twins. And, and it's, it's, it's a really happy romantic story. I know that people are, were trying to say, you know, how, how is Carlos Correa going to have a press conference at it, with the Minnesota Twins, after all that, like he signed with the Giants, he was re- he was in a goddamn suit about to be announced as a San Francisco Giant. Falls through, then he signs with the Mets. He's holding his baby, w- wearing an "I Love New York" T-shirt. Then that falls through, and then he's like, "Ah, 
I guess all along it was you, wasn't it, Minnesota? <laughs> like, how are you going to have like a sentimental press conference and stand up there and be like, you know, <laughs> I well, just, uh, it's, it was, it was a really hard decision, but in the end, I think we made the right choice, and and I I came back home. It's like he he, so, he even re- he referred to Minnesota as home. As home. The only, the it's only like, thing- dude, you played there once. You you're a fucking Houston Astro in everyone else's mind. The only thing left for him to do now is to adopt two rescue kittens and name them Minnie and Paul, and try <laughs> to get back in the good graces of these fans, because I'm sure they're happy to have him. But that's a that's a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. If when, you're when a Twins you, fan, we should have we should have put out a, a call to Minnesota Twins fans on the voicemail line. I like if you were a Twins fan, Joseph. What's your What's your reaction to like? Obviously, you're you're pumped that Carlos Correa is back, but there has to be that layer of like, yeah, you're back, but you definitely don't want to be here. <laughs> Clearly, you chose two other teams before you fucking ended up back here. Yeah, if you're the twins, you take what you can get. I mean, nobody organization. Yes, I'm talking fans. Yeah, how do you feel? Nobody thought he was going to go to the twins. I mean, all their fans. I mean, you guys just got to be happy you have them because, I mean, what other big free agent the twins ever get? You know, that like Joe Mauer extension is about the closest thing they've ever come to making a big splash, and it was is he had to be drafted, developed, come up be from there and make it to the big leagues there. Yeah. Like it had to just be super convenient to, to make a big splurge on a player. Yeah, like, all right, we can buy in on this Mauer kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's all right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give yeah. him the bag. Who, when is like the, like there, uh, when I think of the Minnesota twins, I don't think like poverty franchise that doesn't spend money or cheaps out on their roster, but who is their biggest financial splash ever? Carl Pavano. <laughs> Is that for real? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's Carlos Correa now. I'm assuming. Correa. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, did, yeah, because they did. They ne- they traded Johan Santana. They never paid him. Yep, traded him. Yeah, but if you're the Twins fans, like you, you know, your off season just went from zero. You lost your best player. You had, did nothing. Like, all right, we're we suck again. We weren't even good to begin with. You know, like this is just <laughs> like you're not coming from a place where you can be like pissed at Correa. Like, oh, he doesn't want us. You know, you can't be that picky. You got to take what you can get. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good yeah. That is kind of one of those things where if the, if the Yankees didn't sign. Um, Carlos Rodon, like you get these fan bases excited to just retain the same team that didn't win a championship the year before, like the Red Sox. Like it's like, yeah, like that's super exciting that you extended Rafael Devers, but you're still a worse team than you were last year, and you were in last place. Like you want to have this moment where it's like, fuck yeah, dude, three hundred thirty-one million dollars for Rafael Devers, and it's like, yeah, all right, uh, you do know he was on the team last year. And yeah, we team- are the same team. Just spending more on the same dude we have, <laughs> and that doesn't do anything for us. No, no. Like congratulations, uh, the the team that finished in last place last year is actually more expensive now. So run it back uh, with the Minnesota Twins. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm ready for the T because obviously this was a. Uh, it, a colossal failure to go from what three, three fifty, three fifteen to two seventy. Like I said, Jared, 
Carlos no, Correa. No, I thought I thought this, the Mets deal was for uh, three something. Three fifty. Three fifty. Oh, so he went from three fifty to three fifteen. Or no, the Gi- the Giants deal was three fifty, right? Three forty yeah, or three fifty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah, the yeah. Mets, yeah. So he, like I said, he went from three fifty to three fifteen to two seventy, effectively making Carlos Correa the first Major League Baseball player in history to agree to over $850 million <laughs> worth of funds in one offseason. Nobody's this ever done that. This is 200. Six for 200. Yeah, 270 is what it could be with like the incentives and stuff. Yeah. Well, Three, well, 13, okay. right. 13 for 350, 12 for 315, and then six for 200. I got an answer for you on the biggest Twins free agent signing. Do we mention the name yet? Don't, er, don't tell me. Er, Irvin Santana. Irvin Santana. Yeah. Yep. Four years, fifty-five mil. I smell. That's baseball. their biggest contract ever. That's what it's looking. That's like. almost as embarrassing as Eric Chavez being your fucking biggest contract ever. Still, it's not uh, six-time well, Gold Glover. You're, you're embarrassed of signing up a six-time <laughs> Gold Glover. I'm not. I'm embarrassed. That, I'm embarrassed that it's 2023 and the biggest contract ever handed out in my franchise's history was from 2002. That's what I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the biggest in the A's is Billy Butler, actually. Three years, 30. No. Really? Billy Butler passed Eric Chavez? Well, Chavez was an extension. Well, no, that that counts. Yeah, but either way, Billy Butler is the largest free agent signing. Yeah, I said contract. Let's see, Eric Chavez. Six for 66. Six for 66. Damn. Six for 66. Yep, there it is. Uh, 2005. I'm sorry. I stand corrected. I thought that he signed it in 2002. <laughs> oh, man. That sucks. Sucks to be you. Really does. Truly. Sucks to be, sucks to be all of us except for Joe, I feel like. Yeah, yeah that's For whatever that's reason, true. yeah. Because Alex Anthopoulos has naked pictures of... <laughs> a, a lot of important people that a are lot on, of his, on his baseball team because I don't know how that guy is. He's securing lineage. Like he's already in talks with Acuna's fourth grandchild. Yeah. Like, like they've got like they're like you know we can work out a deal here. We could we could absolutely see some incentives for rookie of the year. Yeah, <laughs> so it's the towels. There's that podcast starting nine. They had Matt Olson on. He said it. It was the towels. They have heated the towels. towels. Heated towels oh. in the Braves clubhouse. <laughs> the heated towel rack. Yeah. They have heated towels in the clubhouse, and that's what did it? Yeah. Didn't they say on that podcast that the, the Braves are stupid for signing the, their best players to extensions? <laughs> yeah, that's what um Carl was saying that. He oh, always says no. some crazy shit about the Braves, dude. Uh, yeah, what, does he have beef with the Braves? He's got beef with the Braves. Are you going to call him out, bro? Fucking, yeah, I will. If we're, I mean, I think uh, if we're going to spring training, which that's that's the plan, uh, a showdown between Carl and and Joseph, that could be a battle for the ages. You, you would be, you would be uh, representing Braves fans across the world in that. Yeah, what should we compete in? Hot take competition? Hot take freestyle? Um, Or baseball challenge? 
I like a baseball. He played college. He played college ball D one. Oh wow, cool dude. damn i we'll we'll have to figure it out we'll have to figure it out i don't know that that if they're allowed to interact with us but you know we'll see see what happens hilarious yeah any other uh any other closing thoughts here on carlos correa uh no i i I think it'll be interesting i think to see how the uh quote-unquote culture develops now because even on, you know, obviously the previous contract, just a very strong rental vibe, a very strong, I'm not going to be here for long vibe. Well, that vibe is gone now. So what does the shift in culture start to look like? What sort of impact uh, does Correa have or can he have on this clubhouse now that there is a full and complete and total buy-in? And not to say that he wasn't all in last year, but he was now we he know. wasn't he wasn't he was right. still wearing a fucking Minnesota Twins uniform standing in front of his locker uh, being asked about his future while he was under contract with the team. And he was like, yeah, you know, if they if they want me, they, you know, they're going right. to have to pay me or whatever. Uh, whatever he said, it was some sort of like <laughs> he, he said, like, I'm, I'm Dior comment. and you can't find Dior at the 98 cent store. So you've got to. Yeah. Yeah, Come get yeah your it was back. a very like I guess in a way I respect it. He's he's holding himself to uh he's putting himself on a pedestal there, uh, but it was a very snotty comment to make, and I'm sure that when he made that comment, there was a very 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 small percentage in his mind that he would end up back in Minnesota. <laughs> so yes. like I think uh, he'd love to have that one back, uh, given the circumstances now. But I think what I want to know is. Does Scott Boris catch any flack now? Like, does Scott Boris is that he's, something that he's taking arrows? Yeah, like is is does I mean I, I guess it doesn't matter now because he's under contract for six years and uh, it's a situation where there's no opt outs. He's he's locked in. So, I, but under other circumstances, do I see a scenario where maybe he fires Scott Boris over this? Maybe. Well, put it like this. If that were the case, the only thing you're keeping your agent around for moving forward for Correa is to set yourself up business plan-wise after the game and make sure that you've got a team in place that can help you do that. And the Boris group, strong to quite strong in that area. So it's one of those tough spots that, yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to write this 7.5% check to you right now for the bag we just got together here uh, or conceivably the bag you just kind of forced me to take. Um, And then from there, I'm supposed to swallow that and come to terms with our relationship moving forward. And hopefully you can smooth things over so that that relationship, that chapter two of this relationship can be fruitful the way he would want it to be. Well, what, what, what would, what did Boris do wrong on that side of the argument? Like that's how, the thing. Like, that's why I want the T. Like I want to know, like how did it go? And, and, and well, probably, it's about when you're reaching out to whom you're reaching out to. Maybe how much information you're divulging to give this team <clears throat> the reason to make an offer, to give this team a reason to pull an offer. And it's not just always about you know the medicals and making that sort of decision. I think there's yeah. there's other things involved in that. <clears throat> yeah. 
that I don't know who like the reporter would be. Like, is that like a like a Rosenthal? Like, I would probably be Evan Drellick, honestly. Who I know that we have beef, but if it if it were like a Rosenthal Drellick piece, where they because he's like a business a baseball writer, I feel like that would be the tandem to get in like the weeds on uh what really went down like what were the community like especially with someone like steve cohen who is just a billionaire a multi 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 billionaire baseball fan who's trying to get a deal done to make a splash uh there has to have been some sort of chaos going on behind the scenes with the giant situation the Mets situation and then like that it's almost like like uh, that would be a fascinating sports documentary like I, I the, think I think the what player happened was, who made eight hundred and fifty million dollars in one offseason. Yeah, I, I think it would be interesting to just understand the approach that Boris was taking, why he was making the moves, why he wasn't making certain moves. That's where <clears throat> that's where the information that you really are after lies. By in, the way, eight sixty five is the official number. Carlos Correa signed $865 million worth of contracts this past offseason. He will take home 200, which is really what? Nine, probably like 90? Yeah, it's broke stuff. He's broke. Yeah, ta- taxes, taxes will get like 100 of that. Boris will take what, 10% or whatever his cut is. Yeah, it's a chunk. Brunk, he, he's basically, yeah, the, the take home. He went from 350 to the take home being 90, which, you know, that's that's poor people shit. Yeah, that's whack. <laughs> and it's like Eric Chavez money. Yeah, dude. Oof. Oof. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I think Gaudier will be on that beat. Gaudier will just send out a tweet. Who? Gaudier, bro. Remember? Am I saying his name right? He's the guy who exposed Freddie Freeman's lawyer uh, agent. Exposed oh, Gottlieb. Him. Oh, Gottlieb. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who the God- fuck is Gaudier? Gaudier. Those are, that's that's an L in the name, Joe. That's an L. Gaudier. Gaudier. It's not a soft B. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of B, I need a beer and I need uh, need a blue moon. Fucking moon me, Jake. Yeah, Jake. Trades, free agency, roster cuts. Baseball season feels so far away, but excitement is already building. Blue Moon gives you a dose of ballpark nostalgia without even being at the park. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. Its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, and iconic orange slice ritual guarantees a -a one-of-a-kind beer experience year Round Dallas, are they uh, are they giving out uh, blue moons at the A's fantasy camp, buddy? I'm hammering Belgian whites nightly with the boys. Nightly, who's who's the biggest blue moon enjoyer at A's fantasy camp? Uh, I'm gonna go with a gentleman. I don't want to, uh, you know, I won't say his last name. A okay, stout, strong, left-handed outfielder. Am I he's supposed to know who that is? He's no, he's not a player. No. Okay. Are oh, you oh, talking about which? Oh, which? Oh, yeah. So which I'll former player? Um. <laughs> well, some of those old school cats, but I, I don't know if they. I don't know if they used milk in their Cheerios. There's strong okay. signs so pointing to up. having used Blue Moon in their cereal. I love that. 
From its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one-of-a-kind? Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all off-season long. Make winter weather feel like spring training. Blue Moon Belgian style wheat ale is one of a kind every time. Get Blue Moon delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to see your delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden Colorado Ale. I'm a fucking pro for just powering through an ad read while people are just coming in and out of my house right now. Crazy. That's high traffic shit, area. Though. A lot of people. A lot of people coming in and out. Uh, the Dodgers have officially released Trevor Bauer, mm-hmm. which was interesting because it sounded that, like for a second there that they were considering keeping him. Uh, <laughs> According to you him, know, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, and and I'm not I'm not being a smartass when I say yeah. According to him, um, but that's kind of how that conversation is always going to go if you're in that kind of a spot here where we're talking about the future and yeah you know hey look this is this is what we would love to have had happen this is what we would like to have been the case right and look we would love we would love to have you perform and be a part of what we're and that's what you hear and you hear what you want and the tone may have been very different maybe the tone was exactly what Trevor Bauer heard. And maybe he's walking into that room expecting to kind of be him hot around, expecting for things to be glossed over. And it didn't happen to an extent that he would have been okay with or understanding of. And instead, maybe what happened was he really felt like the communication he was receiving was information telling him, I have a great shot to be playing baseball for this team next year. And then I don't know if, if it's being blindsided, but then you get hit with the reality, which is not up, not here anyway, not anymore here. What did and he so, say specifically? Did he say like that the Dodgers told him that they would keep him? I, I think what probably went down was I don't think the Dodgers were any type of committal to bringing Bauer back, but I, I would have to think that that relationship between Bauer and the Dodgers was a little damaged and maybe it was more than a little damaged, you know, because the, the, you have to remember back to when this all first came out, the some of the story was, oh, yeah, all the players unfollowed him and this and that. And, and even in their statement, even in even in the Dodgers statement, they didn't even name him by name. They they just they put out a statement just assuming that everyone knew what the fuck they were they were talking about. They didn't even say Bauer's name, so maybe like I'm I'm just thinking out loud, but uh, the conversation would have to be something like, "Hey, uh, you know, we still think that you can contribute to this team. Uh, we're pay- how much is he getting paid? Thirty two million dollars. Yep. So they like, we're on the hook for thirty two million regardless. Uh. Yes, you that like. There's no criminal charges, and the league uh, lifted the suspension. 
can we move forward together? Like, do you do you hate us so much that like this is going to become not just like the the, the fact that he's going to walk into any clubhouse right now is going to be a distraction. But there's going to be that extra. La- there will be an extra layer with the Dodgers that doesn't exist with other teams if mm-hmm. Bauer walks into that clubhouse and now like players are going to be asked about, hey, you uh you unfollowed that guy that's right <laughs> over there. Uh, comment on that. If he walks into the Padres clubhouse, he's not getting asked about, or, or I, I guess like other players, uh, players in the Dodgers are not getting asked about unfollowing Trevor Bauer if he's not on the team anymore because well, it's it's a non-story. You know what I think could be a thing though is we might see reporters get to some players in spring training posing that very question just to get it out there, and whether sure. there's whether there's good reasons for doing that or there's not so good reasons for getting that question out there and getting the answer to that question from every place you could, because conceivably, if you had um, some ulterior motives, you getting that question in front of as many people as you possibly could, as quickly as you possibly could, might benefit you if you're looking to make waves, make things difficult for somebody, right? Because now you're taking stock of the entire landscape four people like, well, I've talked to 30 teams and I've talked to players from all 30 teams. And I asked them this question, how would you accept somebody like Trevor Bauer into your clubhouse? Here's what they had to say. And when you've got all that, and maybe there's not a lot of positivity or a lot of fluff around that, you could shape that to look very different. And it might be just one or two people that that individual has talked to, but they get to shape it that way. I talked to folks in Team X's camp, here's what they had to say. And it's like, well, you talked to two people. Well, mm-hmm. But they're in the camp, aren't they? Yep, yeah. you got me, fuck. Yeah, and I, I don't know that many teams, like if, if say say he's still not with a team by the time pitchers and catchers show up and you have a reporter that goes to Arizona spring training and hops around a bunch of different camps and like it's anonymous, right? Like it's like, all right, we, we went to six different camps and pulled 20 different players. Uh, how would you feel about Trevor Bauer showing up to, to your baseball team tomorrow? And 18 of them said that he wouldn't be welcome. Like, that's a pretty overwhelming number. Like, if that were the case, I'm sure that stories like that will be written if he's not picked up by a team. But my understanding is that there are teams looking at this. I mean, you, you would have to, like, it, you wouldn't be doing your job if you weren't at least considering it. But I'm sure there are also teams that have already definitively made the decision like no we're not pursuing this there are probably some teams that are interested already and then some that are probably on the fence still in their process of kind of looking around at their own camp being like hey like are you good with this like are you good with this like it's going to be a a drawn out process uh for some teams and then i'm sure like (laughs) as we know there are organizations that just straight up don't give a fuck uh what kind of person you are they will employ you if you're good at baseball well, and it's one of those, it's also one of those things where it feels like there's going to be a matter of one organization calling their fan base's bluff. Because I got to believe that every corner of every fan base has people that are completely anti Trevor Bauer, his act, and everything that comes with him, whether you like it or not. There's a group of people in every fan base that are like, yo, fuck that dude, not here. And an organization is going to have to, at some point, look at those fans and say, well, then you know what? Just don't come. 
And really, who's going to be willing to do that? Who is going to be willing as an organization to stare at that section of their fan base and go, we hear you. We have heard you. Ultimately, what we're saying is we do not care if you come to the game anymore. If you buy the hats anymore, we're willing to bank on your vocal minority not impacting our bigger picture. We're willing to bank on this move paying out in many other ways. So we understand if you don't want to buy the tickets anymore. We understand if you don't want to buy the hats anymore, but we feel like we've got folks ready to fill your void. And it's going to take an organization willing to do that and deal with that blowback from their local writers and blah, 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 blah. And just like everything else, that'll blow over. That will go away. And unless more waves are made, it'll it'll die its death. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess I guess in conclusion, what I think probably happened is the Dodgers probably knew that they were dealing with a disgruntled player who felt like he was cast aside by uh, the team. And I probably had the conversation like, hey, can we make this work? And then ultimately arrived on no, like we can't because of that extra layer. Like, do I think that a team will consider bringing him into their clubhouse and starting with a clean slate with entirely new teammates? I'm sure that those conversations are being had. And I'm sure that there is at least one team that, that has arrived on maybe yes. But with the Dodgers completely different scenario like you're welcoming a guy back that there's obviously going to be some negativity regardless and then there's going to be extra negativity because of players unfollowing him after uh, the news broke and seemingly not having his back but which could you blame any of them for feeling that way like i no. i i I don't I don't think that I blame either side and all that. Like if you're if you're a player like Mookie Betts, right? And you you've made 365 million, you're the face of one of the most uh notable franchises in professional sports, like you've got to worry about your image. Like now you're getting people beating down your door being like how are you going to stand by this? Blah, blah blah. It's like, dude, I didn't do, like I don't need this. I don't need this. Like I don't I don't need this. I'm Mookie Betts. I'm focused on winning baseball games and just being my own brand. Uh and then Bauer being like, you guys abandoned me, like without due process. Like I, there was no like uh, criminal charges and, and you guys backed away. So on both sides, I get it. And that yep. creates a very odd and confrontational dynamic to where even it's probably to swallow, better left thir- to swallow $32 million to just be like, hey, you know what? Uh in the end, it's worth it to eat thirty-two million than it is to have to deal with this situation. Yep, and and yeah, so I I think the the best thing that you said in all of that is that it's just if you're looking at it from a zoomed out perspective, you got to be able to see both sides. Well, again, whether you agree with how we got here is a completely separate factor, but just to understand where both sides are coming from, I think might you know. I settle the dust in your in your head when you're thinking about this. <clears throat> crazy Joseph, man, it's it's crazy. If, you, if you're uh, you're one of these, what's your interest level? Like if you're a general, what's your interest level acquiring? 
Trevor Bauer for seven thousand dollars. And if it is that you've arrived at this destination, how do you, when you're sitting up at that point, there will be one, whether Bauer's there or not. I don't know that there's going to be some sort of press conference, like a jersey presentation and all that. But the front office decides we want a player. They will have to sit at a press You might cut out. No. What about now? Yeah. Um, is it worth it? Yeah, is it worth it? To make you work it? Because yeah. you could put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it, Joe. You could. But if it's your fit, but if it's when yet, then you just don't know. And right. I would understand. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it for me to for do the press conference? Would you would a Would you do it? No. B How do you How do you handle that press conference, <laughs> dude? I mean, if you did do it, who gives a fuck about the press conference? It's gonna suck no matter what. There's like nothing you could do. Like it's gonna be a shitstorm, regardless. Yeah. You just have to pray that in three months, six months, people just won't care as much, which they probably won't. But that's basically what you're counting on. Like, there's nothing you're going to say in a press conference or like justifying it that's going to appease people who hate no. Trevor Bauer. There's nothing you can do. No, it, it would be like, uh, you know how they transport high profile criminals? Like, just think about Silence of the Lambs, how they're transporting that guy, right? They got him fucking chained up. They got him on a, on a, little, on a little walker thing. And they got a, a mask, a spit mask over his face so he can't bite and shit. If you don't do the press conference with Trevor Bauer yeah. there, then you might as well wheel him in dressed just like that and just set him in the corner and do the press conference. <laughs> That's you might as well do it that way too because <sighs> we all know what we're talking about here, but we're not going to address it. It's like, what's that <laughs> over there in the room? Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, it's a, a lamp. Uh, no, I'm talking about the full-size human in the straight jacket on the fucking transporter with the spit mask on. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I don't. Oh, I didn't see him. Well, dude, I mean, think about the time when he signed with the Dodgers. They were getting shit because he they weren't addressing like they weren't addressing like his past tweets and stuff like compared to what he's gone through. since. I think they, I think they did address it. He, yeah, he had he had to. I know. I don't know that the Dodgers did, but I know that like Bauer was asked about his tweets and he had to like. That's true. Get get all serious so about it. If they're addressing that, but it's like you think about if you're a team signing him today, you can go either one or two ways. You can either try to be like, all right, we're going to sign you, but you have to be apologetic about everything. You have to like enter some program and be like, uh, you know, do something where it's like I'm sensitivity getting, training. Yeah, like I'm getting better. I'm working on myself and type shit. But then it's like, I don't think Bauer's going to do that at all. You know, they're probably going to have to ask him. All right. No, Sensitivity vlog no training. <laughs> yeah. No vlogging. You can't tweet like you're on fucking code red. Don't say Bro, anything. The do first anything. fucking thing he tweeted after getting reinstated was can't wait to start vlogging again. <laughs> yeah. like, had nothing to do with like playing baseball. I mean, like he's like, yeah, I'm excited for the season and all that. But in tweet number one, it's like the vlog. And I, I mean, we said it on the first episode after after the announcement. But 
It's like, dude, you gotta be on your best behavior. Your what are we doing? best behavior. Exactly. What are we doing? And then that's another thing. It's like if you agree that's a good idea to sign him, which whatever, then it's like, how do you approach it? You can tell him to do that. No tweeting your shackles on, no vlogging, like be a good guy. But then it's like he's obviously not gonna want to do that. And then also, if you do that, it's like almost like you're admitting that he's some like crazy criminal guy mm-hmm. who's a scumbag, and it's like then you're admitting you're signing a scumbag. So you kind of have to take the approach of being like, he didn't do anything wrong. He's a good guy who's been casted out. Yeah. Well, then why is he over there in the corner with the spit mask on, standing on the transporter in a uh, fucking straitjacket? Uh, that's the yeah, question. Yeah. And either, and if you do that, that's so polarizing to be like, well, it's proven in court. Guys, A-OK. And it's like, that's going to be a nightmare too. Well, yeah, I don't I know. You're going to ruffle some feathers if you ask people to just say, well, what did the judge say? Exactly. There's a lot of people who are going to go, well, I don't give a fuck with the judge. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Can't have this conversation with you. We're done. Yeah. Dallas, I mean, are you hearing anything about uh, teams interested? Um, not, not to the extent that I thought I would. Like, like, I'll be honest, not much. Like, I know that there's interest and I know that it's been kicked around, but as far as like a a strong middle or no, uh -uh. I I think, I think it could be more of a wait and see as we get closer. Like I think the season's Mm going to start. There's going to be some stock taken to see where teams are at injuries, blah, blah, blah. And now maybe they start to entertain it. Uh, so I, I, I can't remember if I heard it or if I read it somewhere. But there was trade interest when he was on waivers. So wouldn't that tell you that, I mean, if a team is is poking around in terms of trade interest because they wanted to skip the the competition in terms of like if he got released and, and he was free to sign with any team, if he was getting trade interest, then he's definitely going to get interest now that you just have to give up money instead of actual assets. Sure. But if there's trade interest, wouldn't the dot like any little bit of trade interest, the Dodgers would be all over that? No, because I like, guess I mean that's a yeah, that's another that's a fair think so. point. Uh, yeah, if if one team was like, but I would give like you spending, something for but it's like about. spending blood but money. What, right? what if? What if? I, and I, I'm not speaking with knowledge of the situation. This is completely hypothetical. What if that team? Um, that was interested in trading for Bauer was the San Diego Padres or the San Francisco Giants. Then you're like, well, I'm not going to fucking pay $33 million to trade this guy that just won a Cy Young award a couple of years ago to a team within my own division and front the bill for it. That seems like something that could come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah, but I I could see that Dodgers not wanting to, to pay. Well, that would make more sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. If if there was trade interest, but it was the Giants or it was the Padres, you're not like, all right, yeah, I'll take a I'll take a high A slap dick for for Trevor Bauer so that I can pay thirty three million dollars for him to pitch against us. But like then that. it's like if you don't take that trade, then they're just gonna sign him anyway. Well, so correct me if I'm wrong. But can't it, it can't there potentially be like a bidding war here? Like it's like it's not like he so he's getting thirty three million from uh 
He's he getting could, 33 yeah. million from the Dodgers and then he has to make the league minimum of 750, but mm-hmm. can't can't teams also bid on top of that? Uh like his or, earning power? I I think they can yeah. offer him any contract that they would like. But it wouldn't it wouldn't rip up the Dodgers deal, right? Like he's he's guaranteed the Dodgers money plus yes. the league minimum and then mm-hmm. can they bid on top of that? I don't know. No, I think it's any yeah, any team willing to pay that. That's what prevents that bidding war. Okay. Well, I'm going to look into that cuz I I'm not I I think I saw someone someone like reputable in the in the baseball media space. Maybe maybe it was Ploof. Maybe it was Ploof I saw say that 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 they can bid on top of the 750 and with the dot. I don't know. I'll look into that cuz Ploof is a former player uh we love Ploofy, but I don't know that like former players are the ones that know shit like that. Yeah, don't give us all that credit. Mad, nah, dude. Shut up yeah. and dribble, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't know anything, dude. They just play ball. Yeah, bro. Um, Dallas, you got to go? Dallas got to go. I got to go hit fantasy camp. All right. Good luck with that. Uh, Godspeed. You're doing amazing. Uh, say uh, uh, if, there's any, if there's any cell phone like footage that you want to take and send to Jake to go out on the Baseball's Dead Twitter account, that's what you should be doing. You should be taking, like, if if you're taking abs or if you're dicing people up, you should be having people film it and then send it to Jake, and we can tweet it out. That'll 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 come Monday. Monday is the Joes versus the pros game. Okay, right now it's just like stretching and fucking ball scratching. <laughs> oh, it's it's the season. We're game season. Yesterday was game one. Today okay. is game two and game three. So we're on our way right now. Got it. It's go time. Okay. I would all fucking right. hate that, dude. You pay five thousand dollars and they're like, all right. Do the do the ladder drill. <laughs> In the first three days, we've been stretching. Yeah. Oh, breaking news, Dallas! Before you leave, what do we got? Breaking news! I wish I had the fucking soundboard for this. I'm not <laughs> set up in my studio yet. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me let me pull it up right now. I'm oh, gonna cry, many. No, no, you're gonna appreciate this a lot. Uh okay. All right, ready? I'm ready. Ready for this breaking news, Dallas? I'm ready. A one-year deal. 2013 National League most valuable player Andrew McCutcheon is coming home to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Let's go. What a clutch move. What a clutch move. Bring them on back. Welcome home. You know what it's time to do, Jared. There's only one thing left to do. Let's go, buckles! We go! Uh, all right, well, well, congratulations, Dallas, on getting uh, his um, National League MVP, Andrew McCutcheon. That, he, uh, I remember blogging about Andrew McCutcheon before he uh, left Pittsburgh, saying he, he wanted to retire there. He wanted his 
His number retired there. He always wanted to be a Pirates legend. And he, uh, I don't know. I feel like this is, uh, how old is he? How old do you think he is? He's probably, what, 36? 36. That's my guess. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon is 30. 36 years old. Wow. That's why we're baseball guys. That's why we get paid the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, this could be a swan song. That'd be a nice way to, for him to go out. Um, but if you rang in the new year with someone special and 2023 will be a new chapter in your relationship, Indochino is ready to help you look your best on your big day. Joe, are you getting married soon? Mm-hmm. What did you got? Am I going to be in your wedding? Can I be in your wedding? Yeah, dude. Can I make a speech? Yeah. It's going to be in like uh, what Paris. Oh, I'm not going to Paris. Eiffel Tower. uh, Oh, it's going to be nice. Top of the Eiffel Tower. I uh, will fly out. Get you bored. I don't want anything to do with you, your wife, and Eiffel Towers. I don't want anything to do with that. Don't be weird, man. Chill, chill, bro. Don't be fucking weird. (laughs) With their huge. We reached out. It's a nice invitation, and you're just going (laughs) to. All right. (laughs) With their huge variety and customizable details and fabrics, Indochino can help you create anything from made-to-measure blazers and suits to a custom portrait-worthy tuxedo, all with no tailor necessary. I've used Indochino. Actually, I don't think I'm ever going to get married. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I don't know. I go back and forth on it a lot. But for Coley's wedding, I was an Indochino guy. Uh, I feel like that was that was the correct choice. I looked fantastic. Uh, and you will look fantastic too when you go to Indochino for for your shopping needs to look nice and, and nice and uh, very masculine and pretty at the same time. Shop online by setting up your measurement profile and choosing the fabric and customizations that you want. If you prefer an in-person experience, you can book an appointment at an Indochino showroom and work with an expert style guide to take your measurements and walk you through your customization options. Then just sit back while your suit is made for you and delivered straight to your door. Design a suit that looks perfectly from the fabric to the cut. The suit starts at just $4.99. That's $499, not $4.99. And premium fitted shirts start at just $89. You can fine-tune every detail, lapels, linings, monograms, and more. Again, if you are ringing in the year 2023 with wedding bells ahead, Start planning your custom look with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use the promo code DEAD, D-E-A-D, to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That is I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code DEAD. Um, Joseph, any, uh, any final thoughts, any final words here today? Um, Big move for the Pirates. Like That's just... I think that's just class right there. That just shows you top level organization right there. You know, it's going to be a great year in Pittsburgh. Um, congrats to the Correa family. Congrats to Boris. Mets fans. Stay positive. You know, I'm rooting for you guys. Are you? I feel like you're not. I'm a Mets fan. Yeah. I mean, I've always. You're a Mets fan? Yeah. I love their jerseys. Okay. I love... Which ones? The black ones? The black ones. The white ones. I love the white Mets jerseys. Okay. I love the apple in center field. I love the smell of the stadium. 
Mm-hmm. I love the New York slices. Pizza? Yep. I love the the rabid fan base, and I love the hats. You love the hats. So they all have all that. Like, Carlos Correa has no impact on that. You guys still have hats, still have well, jerseys. I don't know if you saw, but Carlos Correa, <clears throat> when they put the the twins, the, the brand new twins jersey on him, he said it was clean. Ooh. So he came for the new jerseys. He came for the new jerseys. Well, I mean, that's something to reconsider if you're the Mets. Like, maybe step it up a little bit. You guys have, you know, you need to get, get the swag up. Because swag, you know, the kids these days, right? Like, these free agents, they always want the cool jerseys. You know, you can't. That's why That's why no one wants to go to the Sox. It's because Sox are stuck <laughs> in the freaking 20s. That, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe. and That's not true. We have our yellow jerseys. Yeah, you have, everyone the, hates. You have the yellow jerseys. Oh, you don't like the yellow jerseys? Uh, no, honestly, the yellow jerseys are, are, are nice. I feel like yeah, they're got, clean. They kind of grown on me a little bit. Yeah, they're sick. I think I think the cities embrace them. They like the yellow. Yeah. They stick out though. Do you know you go to the you go to the you watch a Red Sox game on TV now, you see Fenway, it's like just random yellow people everywhere. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it makes no sense if if you didn't know that jersey. It just... does make it confusing because the ushers at Fenway Park where bright yellow t-shirts so now that we have the yellow jerseys you can't really find the the ushers anymore it's it's like it's not the ushers it's like the concession people it's like the beer the hot dogs all that shit they wear the the yellow airmark shirts and now everyone's wearing yellow shirts because the the yellow socks yeah is that is that why they made them yellow to support the ushers? That's like the mm-hmm. the connecting to the city, the city of Boston. Yes. They're known for their ushers. <laughs> They're known for their hard workers. They have great events that are secured. Mm-hmm. That's what Boston's known for. Yeah, I'm curious to see. Speaking, of, I don't want to, you know, but the Yankees have to do a city connect jersey. They don't have to, do they? I'm pretty sure like every that's... team is going to get one. But do you have to? You have to. Do you remember when Gardy, <laughs> remember when your boy Gardy uh, on like player weekend, whatever the fuck it was, pl- uh, when they did like the nicknames on the back of the jerseys, he refused to, to do one because he's like, I think it's, you know, it's against Yankee tradition to have a last name on the back of the jersey. So that, I'm choosing not to. That, that was disgusting. I can't believe the Yankees stooped to that level. That is true. To wear the freaking black and white jerseys or like the, those jerseys, they kind of suck, huh? I'm with Those, Guardy that on that a, one. They, the, they were far more col- colorful in 2018. Yeah, they look stupid. You don't like them? No. <laughs> I like the black and white ones. They were okay. But they were, they were all the same, dude. I don't know. I don't... That kind of stuff. I feel like it's too on the nose. It's too much like, oh, we're having fun, you know? It's too much on the nose. Too much fun. But you're still not allowed to wear like more than, you know, your cleats without your primary color on them type shit. Like, why don't you just reverse that? Why? why I you thought have... they got rid of that. I thought they got rid of that because wasn't uh, Clint Frazier just doing all kinds of crazy shit with his cleats? Yeah, they, you might be right. You might be right there. All right. I take it back. Rob Manfred's right, goaded. You think Rob Manfred is the best commissioner to ever do it? Honestly, I think Rob Manfred 
is severely overhated for no reason. I think he's like think about all the rule changes that have happened since he's been in MLB, and then think like which ones do you not like? It's a good question. Like, what do people hate Rob Manford for? And like, what has gotten worse in MLB since he's been there? Like the Astros shit. Like, okay, the Astros stuff was bad. Uh, I think people people just hate change, whether it's good or bad. So he has obviously been at the helm of the league for a lot of changes mm-hmm. and so now you're the purist you're like leave our great game alone god damn it <laughs> we want to go out there and we don't want to see all the the defensive shifts being banned and we don't want to see no damn pitch clock yeah that's three batter minimum <laughs> what the fuck you talking about bob manfred bob like and yeah, well, that's what I'm saying though. As new new school, new age, cool kids on the block, we like the new rule changes. Then why do you hate Rob Manfred? That's like that's his whole forte. He does have like it's, stupid quotes and says shit that's like weird, but there's a lot of nickelback in Rob Manfred where it just somewhere along the line it became cool to hate him. And now everyone hates him because uh it, that's how you get accepted in baseball communities is you hate Rob Manfred. I think <coughs> what is, what was Dallas's issue with Rob? <laughs> maybe it was maybe it was like the something over the CBA, the baseballs. That's a big thing. Dallas gets oh, worked yeah, yeah, up yeah, about yeah, the baseballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas is super worked up about the baseballs. Yeah, I could understand that. Like, yeah, that's a big one. When it's but like, even hey, the baseballs, like looking in the baseballs, this is not a new problem. It's like there's been juiced and unjuiced balls forever. Plus, like, I don't give a fuck if the balls are juiced. I want to see more home runs. Like, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you for fucking manipulating the baseball so that more home runs are hit. Thank you for looking at the data and being like, oh, when was it's 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 literally like bringing back the attitude era. I know. I know this is going to fall on deaf ears with you, Joe. But like if WWE could turn back the clock to 1998 and like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and The Undertaker and Mankind. Like they would do that, DX. It's like, all right, when was baseball at its peak? When was it at, at, at its highest point of popularity? Oh, when everyone was on steroids and hitting a shit ton of home runs. Well, we can't just like give all the players steroids, so why don't we juice the balls? Great idea. Like, if 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 Vince McMahon was like, hey, we're gonna we have this like time machine where we can bring back Stone Cold and The Rock and The Undertaker and Mankind and DX and recreate the attitude era right now in its prime. Wrestling fans would be like, fuck yeah, this is the best thing ever. And then baseball does essentially the same thing. Hey, remember when baseball was most popular and everyone was hitting a fuck ton of home runs? Like you remember you, how much you love that? Well, now we're going to go back in the time machine and do it again. Don't you guys love that? And everyone's like collusion, lies, (laughs) deceit, fireman, Fred, worst commissioner. Like, for me, as a baseball fan, <clears throat> I think what we would probably appreciate is just more honesty because the whole thing was Major League Baseball buying uh, the company that makes the baseballs and then lying about doing anything to them and be like, what, what, juice balls? What are you, me? No, there's no way we would juice the baseballs. We would never do anything like that. Like, if your intentions are good, I think what would be worse, obviously, is if they 
who is it? Pete Alonso that said that they were manipulating the baseballs based on the free agent classes or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like so that free agents make less money. Like what would be horrible is if Major League Baseball had players that were on steroids that were hitting all these home runs. So they deadened the baseballs for less home runs to like punish the players or whatever. That would be a scandal. But if you're Major League Baseball and you're like, hey, what do fans want? More home runs. Okay, let's make let's do something to the baseballs to create more home runs because we want to please the fans. That's what all that was. So it's it's more just the the lying and the deceit that that comes off poorly more so than the the thought and the execution and and the reason behind the baseballs being juiced. Yeah, but then everyone liked the no one didn't it's not like people hated home runs. The people complained, oh, well, three true outcomes. That was the big... Everyone just hits home runs. They can't hit singles anymore. But that's not a Rob Manfred problem. And he's made like six rule changes this coming up to like fix that. Yeah, it should be softball rules. Like you're allowed to hit three home runs a game and anything. if you hit a home run after that, then it's an out. <laughs> yeah, they, they... I don't know. They should just make... They should just have eight fielders. Yeah. Because then there'd be hella offense. Home runs would be the same. Yeah. And there'd be way more hits and singles and more web gems, more space covered. Why don't we just have eight fielders? You know what? We're going to talk about that on the next episode of Baseball is Dead after our major major announcement next week. Um, I have to go. Uh, I have an appointment at 10 a.m. and it's 9.48. I tried to hang in there as long as I could. Um, But we have a major, when I say major, Joe, major announcement coming next week. Are you excited for it? (laughs) Yeah, now it sounds like a cancer diagnosis. Is that why you're going to the doctor? (laughs) Yeah, not for me. It's not. It's not a. It's not an announcement that has to do with me. It has to do. It's an announcement that has to do with us. Oh, because that's funny. Because I was never told it. So if it has to do with us, mm-hmm. I probably should have been told, but I wasn't. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you next week <laughs> on Baseball Is Dead. Major announcement. Be there. We gone.